0: Oh, Shiv Kapoor. My man, what's going my on? My man, hey, we're finally back. Uh, we had to retire for a year, just like just like Jordan did back in uh, 96, 97. But we're back, two-week hiatus. How are you doing, Shiv? Oh, a lot
1: of work to do, man. A lot going on. <laughs> Dude,
0: li- listen, I'm going to tell you right now, I'll be the first one to say November kicked my behind
1: for sure. Um I'm in the, I'm in the same boat. <laughs> November, the out I was, I'm just, <laughs> I looked, this at December 1st. I looked in the mirror. I'm like, damn, bro. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: you ever, you, you ever have like one of those months where like, or even maybe a couple months where you feel like you've aged significantly in those couple months. I feel like I've aged this past month.
1: Dude, you know, what's funny is, uh, just today was like this morning, um, I had work and really that was it. I kind of had a, a couple moments just to sit back and also relax. Sleep, also, also sleep deprived. Yeah, not even to relax, just to think. <laughs> uh, I'm a, I'm a big thinker. Yeah. And uh, I, I was, I was sitting there and it, the, the person that I was a month ago, just <laughs> mentally, is just different. Like I'm yeah. so, like I, I'm just a colder, more straightforward human being now, and I didn't think I could get any more straightforward. But
0: like the realities
1: of life are just setting in.
0: You're pretty fucking straightforward to begin with, man. So that's a big, bold take
1: from you. It's with more with like the way I view myself. For instance, good example. Uh, I've not been eating the cleanest recently. And I don't eat the cleanest normally, but I at least have a a good mix of healthy meals in there along with – good workouts to supplement that but for a good two and a half weeks in November oh man we were we weren't doing much but staring at spreadsheets and
0: (laughs) models listen man everybody has those like I don't know it's those times you have to kind of do it like me like just to give a little backstory Shiv and I have been wanting to do this podcast it's not like we haven't we just literally have had no time to do it like we've been so busy. I've been working overtime days. Shiv's been grinding out school and his projects. So it just hasn't aligned really.
1: Dude, but, I didn't even play poker. That's what that's how it's when you know.
0: That's how I know. Yeah. Have you like watched any poker or like uh, long- I was
1: when the, the World Series ended and like I I never I I don't I didn't buy poker go cuz I think I think the I think that business model needs to change. But besides the fact I didn't buy it, so I only watched the free the free like hour they give every day and then when it was over i was like all right it's over uh, <laughs> uh let's go to vegas next summer because that's that, that'll be my only opportunity to but yeah uh i watched a little bit but i didn't i barely played dude i also don't have a car i can't even drive to the casino if i wanted to
0: what happened to your car oh it's I uh an accident yeah so you know it's fucking crazy shit the reason november this week has been terrible for me so two days ago i got in an accident um, oh shit really yeah, it was minor and it was my fault. So, um, damn man. So, like, my car was basically fine. I just have to pay my deductible to get it fixed. But low key, I rear-ended this lady, and um, her car was pretty bashed in. <laughs> uh, but dude, like, not even on, not even trying to like laugh or anything because it sucks. But the no, it's did, not, I'm
1: sorry, that's just, she, it's just it's just the way you said it, it was just yeah.
0: She didn't, she didn't have her license or insurance, so the whole process oh. took, like, longer. But here's the, the biggest issue. Like, I could have easily just, like, obviously I felt bad for her. Like, I would have given her money or settled with her. But she hit the car in front of her, like, dinged it. It wasn't even really much of a scratch. But the guy was, like, freaking out about his car. So it was a, technically a three-car accident. And so that was my day two days ago. Jeez. I, and then tomorrow I got to get my wisdom teeth pulled because they've been killing me. Like just oh, the, are, the you, pet, are, they dr- are they drilling in or are they just taking them out? No, I'm going under. Under. Oh, you're the on knife. under. I
1: did. Yeah. yeah, that's what happened to me. Dude, I, really, I was out of commission for like a week. I was also 15, but I was I was dude. I was out of it.
0: Really? Funny. I got
1: a fun. I got a funny story about the the drugs they gave me.
0: What they give you?
1: So this is when I this is when I knew that. Uh, opioids are a are, are, are big problem in this country at the young age of 15. <laughs> now, at 15, I wasn't willingly taking opioids. I didn't even really know what they were. I just knew what they were in songs and pretended like I was a, a rapper. But uh, I got my wisdom teeth pulled and basically they were coming in sideways, so they had to drill into my gums they put me under. And I woke up, I was fine all that stuff, and they are like, here, take these. And it was, it was basically Cody. uh uh. And I was like, okay. And then the next morning, I woke up and... Uh, God, the pain woke me up so my mom was like take this medication i'm like All right, cool pain goes away in 20 minutes and like the p- tooth pain is different man like it it sucks it just yeah. doesn't stop and so after like two or three days they said take this for uh take this for two weeks is what they said two weeks because it was pretty intense procedure like i was still bleeding for a couple days in my gums afterwards and after like day three or day four i noticed that like, for one of the days, I stared out my window for four hours. Jesus. Like, and I didn't even know. Like, you know, you're in space. And when you watch, like, you know, TV or, or, or something, and people who are on on those types of drugs, that's exactly what happens to them. Right? Like, you remember – you know it's funny? You remember, like, the old dare ads for weed? <laughs> they would, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like a guy who's, like, completely fried. I'm like, that is – that's <laughs> hilarious. But that's nowhere near what happens. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, and I realized. I was like, oh, my God. Like – this is the, – this, this the, while it does alleviate the pain and in the short term because the pain really only lasts a few days and you really you kind of adjust to it. And then so after a week, uh, I – my mom was like, oh, did you take your medicine in the morning? And I was like, uh, no, uh, I'm not going to because uh, I'm not in pain anymore and I don't want to stare out my window for four hours because you just do nothing all day. So I like – I just left them. Left them there. I stopped using them because I could see I could see where the road was going. It's a danger. <laughs> it's a dangerous path, man.
0: You stared out your window for four hours, dude. <laughs> literally, I can't really picture you doing that ever. Anytime uh, I, anytime I walk in your room when we used to live together, you would just fucking you'd be I'm doing poker- something.
1: That was always the yeah. shit I knew. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I, I, best of luck with that.
0: Tomorrow. Yeah, I know. I mean, dude, I've been the the main reason I'm getting them out. They weren't bothering me at all. They like the two bottom ones have breached uh, for like a little while now, probably over half a year. But on Sunday, all of a sudden, dude, like one of them just starts like excruciatingly like just hurting and I don't know, just pulsating pain in my cheek at work, and I was like, what the fuck. And I check, and it looks like the gum is, like, starting to grow
1: over yeah. the wisdom tooth. Yeah, it's, it's brutal. You just got to get them out.
0: Yeah, so, like, I, I was like, all right, I'm just going to power this out for, like, two days, see what happens. And it didn't get any better. It started getting worse. So I was just like, I, I got to get rid of these. Like, they're fucking everything up.
1: Also, I just think the general state – bring a point of November. I, I think the general state of things over the course of the month in the world and everything, it's just been bad. It's just been all bad.
0: Yeah, I, I think November's been bad. I mean, listen, November has been to- horrible for a multitude of reasons for me. Even my entertainment, my Dallas Cowboys, they can't fucking win a game in November. I mean, oh, this football's is-
1: been nice to me. That's,
0: that's- F- football has been nice to you. It has been horrible for me. November's been a- such a shitty month. Um, so I'm excited for December. I'm excited for anything that, uh, excited for December the game games. tonight, huh? Not really. Um, I'll
1: tell you that much. <laughs> they don't have Kamara, they don't have uh- a <clears throat> I think they're starting taste. a am quarterback. That
0: that don't that don't matter. The way the Cowboys have been playing,
1: anyone can beat them right now. Um, oh, that's good things. The good things to
0: hear. Eh, it's good things to hear. I mean, do you know what's funny though? Back in the Tony Romo days, the Cowboys were amazing in November. Like the in November, they'd come out. They it win, was like, the thing that's happening five. early. Like it,
1: this is one of those where I'm kind of I'm kind of nervous in the back of my head because the team goes through a slump in November, they can recover in December. Yeah, you can always The Cowboys always fell apart at the end, and it was just (laughs) over.
0: The Cowboys Cowboys fell apart in December and January. That was their, like, prime back in the day. I think no
1: Mike McCarthy tonight helps you.
0: I think it does a lot, too. You know, I like Dan Quinn. Um, I know, obviously, Atlanta, his last two years after that Super Bowl was awful. But I think he's done a pretty good job with the defense, man. Like, couldn't be completely honest with you. They're not a top 10 defense at all. By no means they are, but they've showed up. Like, in the Kansas City game, they kept them in the game. The offense just couldn't do a thing. Um, and then same can be said, like, the the Raiders game, they got scored on a ton, but when it mattered and when they needed stops, they came through. They, they took it to overtime.
1: Is, so. uh, is Tony Pollard better than Ezekiel Elliott?
0: I, I, he might be. Yeah. I mean, I mean one, he, I, I
1: don't know if, if you've been seeing what I've been seeing, but I think Tony Pollard should be the starting running back for the Dallas Cowboys.
0: I I agree. He looks like he has more burst. Um, also he's fresher. Like he's has half the carries that Zeke does. I think it's time to throw him in there. I think totally cool. With what that.
1: happened to these running backs? Look at in a fantasy draft. I think top picks one through four have been absolutely screwed. McCaffrey's out for the season. Yeah. Henry's out for the season. Kamara's played, Kamara's played like four games. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I know like Cam Akers and them are out. There's so many running backs.
0: Aaron Jones has been Aaron banged, Jones, up.
1: banged up. Everybody's um, banged up, man.
0: Besides, honestly, the only guy who's having that top four season who got drafted probably in the top 10 is Jonathan Taylor. Taylor, Taylor yeah. yeah. Other than him, everyone else who's, and uh, Montgomery is more of like a 10 through 15 type pick, but I mean, he's been out too. He's a top running back when he's healthy. So it's just been a crazy year for running backs in the league.
1: Yeah, and and uh, it really goes to, to the shelf life of these guys.
0: Oh, uh, for sure.
1: And, and, like, I'm not saying Derrick Henry's done or anything like that because this is his first, like, real big injury. Mm-hmm. But McCaffrey, this is back-to-back seasons.
0: Back-to-back back now, and...
1: They, we're getting into Saquon scare territory where I'm like, all right, he gets one more injury. This is over, basically. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, I mean, it, you know what's crazy, too, is, like, especially in fantasy, you, maybe you have to rethink your strategy when it comes to drafting. I was drafting.
1: just thinking that, man. I was like, man, the, the, this whole thing of take the best running back off to get. It, it, the thing is, is running backs are so rare. that They
0: are, right? So, like, I think that a transcendent running back, you definitely draft over any wide receiver, right? So, like, a guy like Saquon when he's healthy, a guy like C-Mac when he's healthy, right? But then, like, if you really – if you think about it, if you're one of those mid-round picks, let's say 9 to 10, like, you could get away with drafting a – uh, Deandre Hopkins or Devontae Adams, and then drafting like backup guys, honestly, by the time you get to round three or four, because you never know about injury statuses and things like that. So, I mean, you could get away with drafting solid wide receivers and missing on running backs and having a good season still.
1: That kind of happened to me because I was able to pick up Cordell and, and Mixon really carried the load. Mixon's
0: been pretty good.
1: Mixon's been pretty good. My the best accident I've ever I've ever had in fantasy was picking Mixon over Gibson. Mixon um, over Gibson. I was I was pissed. I wanted Gibson and I accidentally clicked Mixon. <laughs> and uh that really worked out. Like really worked out. Yeah. But yeah, man, I and that's the thing too. You see all these guys on the waiver wire, right? Once the starter goes down, like Chubba Hubbard. Like, Chubba Hubbard's a perfect example. Chubba Hubbard mm-hmm. can start in almost any team.
0: Yeah, Mark Ingram's uh, another one. He's Mark been- Ingram's
1: another one, and um, even like guys like Javante Williams, he's really he's been up in the. He's a, he's a committee back with Melvin Gordon, but he's been getting crazy yards because they both have combined 500 yards rushing already. Right for a committee back, so I mean I think the the, the one thing too with wide receivers, I feel like the injuries are there, but they're far less, and if they're if they're a constant outlet you will get at least 10 points a game production. Like a guy like CeeDee Lamb, who, who I have on my team, I can rely on CeeDee Lamb to get points. Right. Every week I can rely on him. Probably one of my only wide receivers. I'm like, for sure you're getting 10 points this week.
0: Absolutely. Um, Honestly, with that being said, you want to jump right into the pick six segment? Yeah, why not?
1: We'll, we'll start with that.
0: We'll, we'll start it off here. Um, all right, guys. So. Uh, first game I got for the week, Shiv will be super happy about this one. Uh, the New York Giants against the Miami Dolphins. The Giants are plus four. The over-under is 40 and a half, and the Giants are visiting Miami. Shiv, what do you got for your boys?
1: So uh, my early week capping, I hopped on the Giants line. I thought it was a perfect spot. The team is definitely, in my, in my opinion, the, the game against the Eagles, the, it really it outlined a big problem. And that's the offense still isn't getting going after we fired Jason Garrett. Now, firing Jason Garrett, that was the best thing that the Giants have done all season. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the best thing the Giants have done in the past three years. But uh, the defense is playing at the same level last year where the defense is really carrying them in games and keeping them in games. And like the, it's not like the Eagles can't score. Uh, but the interior D-line, I mean, that's what stopped Brady. So uh, that, 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 that I feel like, especially getting to a guy like Tua, very injury prone and, and makes a lot of mistakes. Well two looked good last week. Uh I, I like the chances. However, uh my pick uh for the for the show uh right now is undecided for one reason. Daniel Jones hasn't practiced. Uh he's got a minor like I don't know if it's how minor it is, but he's got an injury he's not practiced at all.
0: Where's his so, injury?
1: Uh I will pull it up right now. I got an alert about it on on Tuesday right after I made the bat too. I was
0: it's like, fuck.
1: <laughs> because the line moved from three to four and a half now, I think, is where it's at. And um, let me look at DJ.
0: It what, So called? it's four right now on uh, Barstool Sportsbook. But it's uh, probably yeah, so four and a half in other places. He's got
1: a strained neck.
0: Okay, um, so that's a weird injury. That is really weird.
1: was he was limited on uh, Thursday today, and he did not play last week. But he's ex- he's expected to play. But it's one of those things too where you got to factor in an injured quarterback that plays. It's a perfect example like Russell Wilson. Man, yeah. the Seahawks have been the they've been the worst team the past three weeks by yeah,
0: far. Yeah, they've looked. They've looked I think like they shit. went.
1: They didn't score for th- uh, seven quarters. Uh, a touchdown. Just like seven, seven. quarters. Yeah, it was over, they got shut out. They, they didn't score a point for a good five.
0: I don't, I don't know if you watched that last play in the last Seahawks game, but he had DK Metcalf wide open in the back of the end zone. And he got picked off. I think he threw it into like triple coverage. They brought um, him back
1: too early, man, and it really backfired because it was one of those things where the Seahawks had three wins. They started off strong. They're like, all right, we need to bring him back so we can contend. Well, you bring a guy back, not 100%. This is what happens, you know. They they don't they can't perform like you expect them to, especially a finger on a quarterback. He broke his finger, right? Like that. That's that's huge. <laughs> Let me. You know. Th-
0: uh, here's my theory, though. You think he's doing that on purpose, though, because it was well known at the beginning of the year he wanted to get the fuck out of Seattle. So.
1: I don't think he's that type of guy.
0: I mean, I don't either. But again, I didn't think he was the type of the guy to demand a trade, and he did. So. I don't know. I, I mean, obviously, I don't know Russell Wilson. I don't know what's going through his head, but I think this is all part of. It could be part of his plan. I, I'm not saying it is, but here's I'm the, saying it here's could the be. thing,
1: though. Realistically, if he really wanted to leave, he could force his way out next season. But, uh, his services and quarterbacks in general are going to be at a higher premium this year. If you look at the mock drafts, there's probably one quarterback, two quarterbacks in the first round that gonna get drafted. And only one now is projected to go high. Uh, He's – where's he from? Fuck, I forgot the kid's name. But uh, in general, the draft class in terms of skill positions, we're talking running backs, wide receivers, very low. Uh, mm. the, the closest wide receiver I think is uh, Olave and the other guy on Ohio State uh, in terms of skill positions. But you're looking at a draft that's full of cornerbacks, DBs, safeties, D-linemen, O-linemen, which – in a draft, I'm not going to go wrong with drafting a really good old lineman in the fir- in the first round, or drafting a a, a potential elite safety that could cheer sure up the defense. But I I was saying this earlier, a guy like Mitch Trubisky might have a starting job next year.
0: He might. He could get looks. There's a lot of teams that could fucking use him. I look look at Miami. Look at Houston. Right. Um. I mean, there's way more,
1: but the Jets.
0: The uh, Jets.
1: Even even. I mean, the Broncos have Teddy, but that. That could change, you know. That these aren't mm-hmm. long-term quarterbacks.
0: No, for sure. Even um, San Francisco
1: with Garoppolo. I mean, I know they're doing yeah, well man. right now, but that that could change too.
0: A hundred percent, I agree. Um, so my pick for the game. Uh, I know we got a little off topic there, but I'm gonna take. Um, I hate that I'm saying this. I'm going to take the New York Giants here at plus four. Um there is. I think I think there's some value there. Um, they're especially – they're playing on the road. I get it. But Miami just hasn't done anything to even be a minus four favorite in any game to me. Um, and the one thing, even with the injury, I'll say this too, is that Miami, they look
1: – they coming off of – I think it was back-to-back wins. They beat the Ravens, which is a huge win, and they won last week. So uh, you got to think they're a little overvalued here.
0: hundred percent overvalued. And also they can't score still. They, yeah. I think that the Ravens game was what? 17 to seven. It was, it was so shitty, maybe even less than that. And uh, this last game, who'd they beat? The Texans, the yep. Texans, it was like nine to three.
1: Texans lost to the Jets. Miami. I bet them last week. How do I, how do I forget? Uh, you, you know, you, you go through you go through your your bets, and I have them all tracked, and I have like four and a half thousand to go through, and I'm kind of, I'm
0: kind of Jesus just,
1: like it, it, it's 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 a problem, and that's a lot okay. Of the they beat Carolina.
0: They beat Carolina. They wiped Carolina, and they're definitely over. Carolina sucks
1: though. Carolina like, stick. They're that's what done. The yeah. New- favorite meme was the Cam Newton. I'm back, and he's like, oh, for
0: <laughs> Um. So yeah, sadly, uh, I'm gonna pick the G men. Um, Next game of the week, we got the Washington football team traveling to Las Vegas, getting their fucking gambling on. And the line for that game is plus two over under 49 and a half. Um, I'll start it off here because really, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. The football team plus two at Las Vegas seems really strange to me. Um, I just don't think the football team is that good to be plus two, which is why I kind of like them in this spot. Um, I feel like everyone and their mother is looking at this line and saying that Las Vegas at minus two and a half is a steal. Uh, So I'm going to go with the football team at plus two and I'm going to take the under. So I'm going to take under 49 and a half.
1: I like, I like both of those. Uh, I'm also on the Washington football team. Uh, in terms, general rule, and I, I, I kind of screwed up on this last week. Uh, I kind of got ahead of myself. I really like the Texans against yeah. the Jets. Mind you, the Texans won as uh, a double-digit dog the week before, uh, outright. And you get a team like Vegas. That first of all, that Cowboys game on Thanksgiving was very poorly officiated. Uh, both sides, you know. At, at the beginning, there was a lot of bad calls going against the Cowboys, and then uh, as we moved through the game, you just realized these refs are just terrible. Yeah. Um, but here's my thing with Washington, and why I, I like like you, Eddie. I, 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 maybe because they're uh they're a, I don't say a rival because it gives them too much credit. But uh,
0: <laughs> Let me say some. Let me say something real quick, Shiv, before you say anything else myself and Shiv are both huge fans of two NFC East teams. Huge rivals. Giants, Cowboys. The one team we don't give a fuck about in that division is the Washington football team. We don't team. give any respect. to don't care. To the Washington no. Football team. We don't care. At but, all. But,
1: uh, here's why I'm actually, I, you know, I I kind of give them some respect. Is the past three games, it seems like they figured it out. Um, in terms of the past five, they lost to Green Bay at Green Bay. That That's just an L regardless of how good that Green Bay team is right now. Yeah, And -hmm. losing to Denver at Denver did not look like a good show, but Denver has been performing well recently considering the fact they beat the Cowboys and they also beat the Chargers. Um, So that that loss is is, is a little less uh, defeating, but if we look at the last three games, they put up 29 against Tampa Bay. Mind you, Tampa Bay's pass defense isn't that good. Uh, but their run defenses, which it's kind of that says something, they beat they had 27 against Carolina, which again, I mean, Carolina's defense is, is decent uh, as regards to their offense. And they eked out a win against, uh, against Seattle. And I think right now this team's on a roll and Vegas is it Vegas just isn't good. They can't. They, they just uh, t- to me, I think the, this team, their win against the Cowboys is really going to prop them up and everyone's going to bet Vegas, like you said. And I think it's a perfect spot just to take take the points.
0: OK, I agree. So that's a consensus again. So we're two for two right now. Um, the next game of the week, we got Baltimore Ravens traveling to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. Ravens are minus four over under is 44. Um, so low total, but makes kind of sense with both these teams. Um, Shiv, go ahead and start us off on that one.
1: Mike Tomlin has a dog. I know last week was really ugly. It was really ugly. And if, to be honest, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are awful. They bad, st- this,
0: this is the worst Pittsburgh Steeler team I think we could both safely it's, say we've seen in a while.
1: It's really, really bad. It's very
0: bad, yeah.
1: But the one thing I'll say is the Baltimore have had a lot of lucky wins recently. Chicago, like, what while while they earned the victory, sure. That was it just didn't make any sense. Like that game was awful. I watched some of that game. The game was awful. They couldn't move the ball at all. Right. It, it, there was, there was four touchdowns in the game and for the bears, two of them were on like heaves, but the, 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 the Ravens just seemed to not have it figured out. And then the, the week after they beat Cleveland, who uh, we have, a they had their own set of problems with Baker Mayfield and they only won by only won by six. And it was two field goals. They, the, I think that the Ravens had one touchdown so it's not like – even if the, the offensive production from Pittsburgh is bad, at home I think it will probably be a little better uh, with the crowd and everything. But I think Pittsburgh's defense can keep, can keep this team on hand. So I'm going to take the four and a half points. I think it's a huge trap line. I think we take Pittsburgh here.
0: So I 100% agree with you here. And the reason why is I'm looking at the Ravens schedule and who they've played. They don't have a single impressive win to me. They beat the, they beat the Chiefs week two. Uh, By one point, but the Chiefs were struggling early on in the season. I think they've figured it out now. They're kind of clicking again. So I don't count that win as uh, very impressive. They got killed by Cincinnati. Um, They beat the Chargers, who no one – the verdict's completely out on them. No one knows how they're going to show up every week. Um, They beat the Colts, which are a solid football team. But other than that, they've beaten the Lions. They've beaten the Vikings. They've beaten the Bears. They've beaten the Browns. Um, so really not much respect to this team. Um, and again, I agree with you. I like Mike Tomlin as a dog, so we're gonna go with the Pittsburgh Steelers here. Book it. Book it. Next game, we have the Denver Broncos visiting Kansas City and the Chiefs. The Broncos are plus nine and a half over unders 47. I'll start this one off. Plus nine and a half. Denver Broncos, right? Um, and we know how much the Chiefs are uh, are just a, a fan favorite. Everyone loves betting the Chiefs every week. Now they're playing well. Uh, they've got what is it, four or five in a row now. Um, but that the, the, said, uh, that uh,
1: four in a row, yep.
0: That line is too big, and I really don't know how good Denver is. Um, they do have a couple good weight wins. But the two wins that they've had are teams that have been struggling as of late. The Chargers have been dipping as of late, and so have the Cowboys. Um, I know it sounds crazy, but for some reason, I like the Chiefs here. I'm going to take the heavy favorite. I'm going to take the Chiefs at
1: 9.5. So I was I was really toying with this line. At first, I liked Denver just because it's the dog. Uh, it's, a, it's against the Chiefs. And here's my thing with the Chiefs, right? they The past five games... They only scored 3 points against Tennessee. They beat the Giants by 3 at home. Okay, that's not impressive. They beat a Green Bay with no Aaron Rodgers by 6. They scored 13 points the whole game. The the only impressive thing that they have is that they killed Las Vegas in Vegas. And I feel like that was one of those things where Vegas defense is not good whatsoever. And it's not like Andy Reed isn't a decent coach and he can pick apart <laughs> coaches like that. But even the win against Dallas, they scored 19 points. It wasn't really impressive. Uh, their defense did have a good showing in that game, I will say, but uh, like we pointed out earlier, uh, this is current Dallas is currently going through a dip. So I can't give them too much credit for that win either. Uh, and the same thing points to the other side. So, uh, for me it's not at 10 it's at nine and a half it's at 10 I might take a small play but my main play in this game is the under okay um, I think we're late in the season and this is one of those where uh, both teams I think are still feeling themselves out to get into a groove uh and, and win and win convincingly so, I think this will be a game. First of all, Denver loves to run the ball. They take the time of possession. Uh, uh, they chew the clock off with, with Gordon and Williams in the backfield. And primarily, they they throw a couple deep passes, but they're mostly a drive-down-the-field type team, as are the Chiefs. Uh, besides the couple long bombs that they take to Tyreek and any other slot receiver that they have, uh, they're a very methodical team. So I'm going to take the under at 47.5. Uh, as my play in that
0: game. Awesome. Love it. Um, next game of the week the New England Patriots are traveling to Buffalo. The rowdy Buffalo Bills fans, and they are at plus three. Over under is forty three. Shiv, go ahead, take us away.
1: So, yeah, I was on New England pretty early uh, during the stretch of wins, and uh, I faded them last week. Unfortunately, that that didn't cover, but because I thought it was just one of those uh, get right spots, and uh, this is a similar pattern with what Tennessee's run was on. Remember, Tennessee was on a huge run uh, earlier in the season. They you know, they beat the Bills. They beat the Chiefs. They beat the Ravens. Uh, they're on a complete roll. Uh, and eventually, you know, they lost to the Texans. And with this game, it, being a division matchup, being it's so tight, and it's not like the Bills are a bad team either. Um, they killed New, New Orleans. And the, their loss to Indy, uh, which was one of my plays, which uh, was for Indy. the Bills haven't looked too great, right? They beat the Jets and then they lost to the Jags, which I'll chalk that up as a bad week. And they beat Miami. So the last five games, their their competition hasn't been too stark. And when they have played good competition, they lost. So I kind of want to take New England here. But my problem is, is that 72% of the money right now is on New England. And finally, finally, people have bought in. The public, By people, I mean public, have bought into this New England team and what Mac Jones can do. So if I were to have to give a side, I would take Buffalo at 2.5. But if it got to 3.5, I'd take New England, realistically. This is a game I'm going to really enjoy watching this game. But in terms of a bat, I'm going to target a lot of props here. I just don't really see much value in the side or the total because it's really low at 43. It could easily go over. It could also... Uh, it's one it's very teeter totter.
0: So Shiv, you hammer the Patriots here, and here's why. I feel like You're is- wrong, and here's why. <laughs> You're wrong, and here's why. The the one thing that stands out to me in this game is the Patriots Bill's rivalry, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Belichick is traveling to Buffalo where historically he's been dominant, right? And it's just one of those things where I just can't see I think Belichick is a better coach. I just can't see them losing this game really. I think this is a big time statement win. I think they take control of the division after winning this this game, right? I think it's for the division lead.
1: Uh um, yeah. Uh New England's eight and four, Buffalo's seven and four. So yeah. Okay, so
0: so yes, this is this is literally with the division on the line. Who are you gonna put your chips on? Who are you gonna go all in on? And I don't think there's any question that, for me at least, that that's Bill Belichick. Um, I love him as a dog. Um, I, well, You're
1: right about that. Belichick as a dog is unreal.
0: Belichick as it doesn't a dog happen is often. Great. No, it doesn't happen a lot often. And really, they the Patriots have looked like a really good team this year. They have even their two losses. They lost to the Cowboys in OT, and they lost to the the Bucks on a field goal. To, to Brady, and we all knew Brady had to win that game, right? That there was no way he could lose. So I just – I love the Patriots here. Um, this might be my play of the week. Um, hammer okay. hammer New England. Go ahead and hammer them.
1: Completely fair, honestly, uh, either side really here. Uh, if you're going to bet the game, though, get the best of the number, right? If you're betting Buffalo, there's two and a halfs out there. If you're betting New England, there's threes. Uh, there's threes out there. I don't see this getting a three and a half at all. Uh, I think three is probably the best you're going to get for New England. But yeah, I completely fair, completely fair.
0: Last game of the week. We have the Los Angeles chargers traveling to the Cincinnati Bengals. The line is plus three and the over under is 47 and a half. Shiv, take it away.
1: Uh, I really want to take the Chargers here. Uh, now that it, I can, I, I can gobble a three and a half. Um, in, in grand retrospect, three and a half, three don't really matter. Uh, the amount of times the game actually falls on three uh, is pretty low, despite the fact that the most the, the, the number of ga- like the, let me phrase this correctly. The number that the games land on the most is three. However, the amount of times that happens is pretty low. You know what I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so I, the reason I like the Chargers, is it, it, it's just a perfect get right spot. Uh, Cincinnati coming off a blowout win against Pittsburgh, a blowout win against Vegas. And I think they've put that Cleveland blowout that they had behind them, uh, as well as the Jets lost, too. They came off a bye week really strong, and Burrow looks pretty confident. And with all that being said, we're taking the Chargers just because I believe right now that if Herbert can find his targets with more time, that they win this game. I think this is a battle of the offenses. Um, but my, ma- my main play really – uh, it's it's a really square play. It's going to be the over. I think this okay. game goes way over. So uh, if, I to, if I had to lean aside, I'd pick the Chargers at 3.5, but my main play is over 49.
0: Okay, so over 49. Um, this is, for me, I think more about what the Cincinnati Bengals are and what about the Chargers aren't. Um, so basically what I mean by that is I, I, you
1: got the, you got the ESPN cues on tap. That was pretty good. I look man. I've been watching a lot of
0: TV, you know, uh, we, we got it all down tack. But what I'll say here is I actually really fucking love the Cincinnati Bengals in this spot. Um, I just actually think that the Bengals are good this year. Um, they're seven and four. I know what you're saying. They've come off two blowout wins, right? Um, so, I'm sure the, uh, the public is leaning toward Cincinnati. They are. Um, but what I will say is the Chargers have also been very uh, seesawish. They're year, getting up and down. Hold on.
1: They're oh, 60%. Sorry. The, there's 99% of the money on the under. I don't <laughs> What?
0: <laughs> so, you took the under as well? No, I'm taking the over. the over. I'm oh, taking okay. the over.
1: So, you but love that, your play right now. That's concerning. <laughs> Um, ninety nine percent is kind of weird.
0: It is very weird. Um, but I mean, listen, I just think the Bengals. I, I'm I'm gonna hop on their bandwagon. I think they're actually a solid football team. I think they'll be a playoff team in the next. I think next year they'll be a legitimate, maybe contender if they fix some stuff up on defense. But all the pieces on offense are there. O line,
1: they got bad O line, man. Have they, you seen seen okay. if Burrow plays a good defense, he can't throw the ball. He doesn't have time.
0: That's fair. Fair point. But, but listen, the Chargers
1: don't have a good defense.
0: If, if they shore up some things, I think uh, – uh, you, right, you mentioned it, the offensive line. I think the, uh, defense could get a little better. But I think at the end of the day, the offensive pieces are there. Burrow is definitely a franchise QB. Uh, he's definitely proved that this year. Mix in the top running back, and Jamar Chase is looking like a top five wideout uh, for a long time to come. So I think the pieces are there for them to be a great football team. I really like the Bengals, and honestly, this is more of just like a – me liking them as a team pick over like any like analytic or bullshit ass stat, so I'm gonna take the Bengals here um, in the final game, and that sure wraps up my play of the week real quick. Yeah, we'll get to your play of the week. Go ahead, throw it in there.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, play of the weeks have been doing well recently. We're finally on a roll, and the play of the week this week is the Atlanta Falcons. I know.
0: Oh, brace yourself. The ATL, Atlanta Falcons. ATL. ATL.
1: On, ATL plus a Take Tell the money why, line Shiv. too. Tell All me right. why, Shiv. Let's, let, let's go down our little rabbit hole here. So, the Bucks Best run D in the league. I haven't checked this week. Maybe that's changed. Uh, squeaked out a win. That was a great game against Indy, but it brought up a lot of problems that I noticed watching that game. They can't cover the pass. And while Cordell Patterson uh, – and they have a lot of uh, good uh, production on the run game, I think they're going to turn to the pass and it's not like they don't have weapons in Pitts. Uh, they don't have – they have weapons in Cordell. He, he, he lines up as a wideout. Uh, I'm not sure if um, – what's his face? The uh, uh, He re- basically replaced uh, Julio as the number one. Uh, Calvin Ridley. Uh, I'm not – but regardless, 11 at home. In a division game, is ridiculous. I get it. Atlanta is not good. They blow leads like no tomorrow, which is why when I say bet the money line, you sprinkle the money line. Our main play here is the spread. Uh, also, Tampa Bay's uh, look at look at their past few games too. Uh, beating the Giants at home, Tampa Bay's unreal at home. Unreal at home, and the Giants, that was that was a. Uh, Garrett's last game. So uh gonna gonna give the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a huge thank you and shout out for that. That was thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. I I can't express enough thanks. But they lost to the football team away from home. They lost to New Orleans who lost their quarterback in the middle of the game away from home. Uh, I think they they've only the only game that they covered on the road this year was Indy. And let's be real about Indy too. They blow games just as much as Atlanta does this year. Have you seen the decisions Carson Wentz makes when it comes down to crunch time? Oh, He's yeah. Got, he got – I always want to bet him to, to – uh, he hasn't thrown – he didn't throw a pick in three games. I was dying to bet him to throw a pick in that game against Tampa Bay. And he threw two. Now, one of them was a Moss that I don't really count. But uh, Atlanta's schedule has been really hard too. They played New mm-hmm. England. I get they got blown out. They didn't score. That was really rough. Uh, but New England's the hottest team in football. Yeah. Uh, they got killed by Dallas, if you remember. I took Dallas in that because the uh, offensively, matchup-wise, it, it, this was a complete mismatch. And I think the win against Jacksonville really gives them a a, a nice little a leg up to really cover this game. Because it's a division game, and it's not like that they're completely done yet. They're 5-6, and six, right? So they're still there. It's really highly unlikely. There's zero chance these guys make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. But in a division game like this, especially – Guys in Atlanta have something to prove. They got something against Brady. They've they blown way too many leads against this guy. I feel really confident in this number at 11. And, yeah, sprinkled the money line too. You never know, man.
0: 100% agree with you. Um, and then to piggyback what, off, off what you said, the Falcons – and any of their fans probably think they have a playoff chance. Everyone else in the NFL knows. Yeah, yeah, let's don't. be
1: real here. Let's be real here.
0: But, but the last thing I'll say to that is I'm sure the players in that locker room in Atlanta, they believe they have a chance to make the playoffs. So I 100% agree with you. I and love they're that dying pick. to beat
1: this guy. They're dying. Yeah,
0: for sure. Um, last thing I'll say before we wrap up the Pick 6 segment is my favorite team – My I think my favorite thing about this season is that there is no juggernaut team. Everybody is proven to be – Beatable this year, including the Rams, including the Packers. Every team has flaws, and that's what makes the NFL the best league in the NFL. They're the best league out of all the major sports. Yeah, leagues. Yeah, they are, man. <laughs> they are, <laughs> but but they are the best league out of all the out, out, out of all the sports leagues. Um, so I love the NFL; it's awesome.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll piggyback off that real quick. I mean, we've watched we've watched almost every NFL season, uh, probably since like 07. Uh, and to me, this year has been so exciting.
0: So exciting. Uh,
1: it, it's always better when you have more te- good teams. Uh, it's also better for the for the odds makers too. But um, I, I really enjoyed this season. And it, it the NFL does a great job with marketing and all that stuff. And I think uh, Red Zone has been phenomenal this year. Absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I you know, understand the concept of red zone is some, probably one of the most revolutionary things in TV next to streaming like that. Yeah. That is that. I don't know how you you watch that. You're like, I don't know how this ha- didn't happen earlier.
0: I 100 I percent agree. And you know what? The thing is, no one in any other major sports league could really replicate red zone. Like, no, you that's about- a
1: good point because MLB did that because I mean, we watch a lot of MLB games. MLB did that, they called it MLB big inning. First of all, the people that ran or, or announcing MLB big inning were, oh my god, like need to be fired. Tomorrow. Yeah, terrible.
0: Yeah, uh, I've never seen it, but
1: the other thing too is you're watching baseball, regardless of which game I'm watching, this you know, besides the fact that oh, this game has runners on base and whatnot, it's a slow game.
0: Yeah, it's a super- In NFL.
1: There's a play for six seconds. Boom, I cut to the next one. Play for six seconds. Boom, I cut to the next one. It, it's such a fast-paced uh, type deal. I think the way, and even in like basketball, I don't think that can work, right? It's a constant no. ever-changing game. They're constantly scoring. It, it, you, you can't possibly just uh, be able to fixate on a game long enough. But then people get invested. It, you just really, you can't really do that. NFL, it, maybe hockey, you could say, but. Uh, I, the market for hockey is pretty small. So uh, yeah, you're right. NFL, man, it's the only support that can really do this.
0: Yeah. And I love it. Um, so that wraps up our pick six segment. Um, this is week seven, technically for me and Shiv doing the pick six segment. Uh, but again, we'll be back next week, giving you our picks again. So tune in for that. Um, yeah. Now back to regular schedule programming. Um, how is everything in the accounting world? I know we were talking about earlier about how November is a tough month. Um, but you know, December's a new month. It's time to kind of recoup and get back on it, get back on that grind.
1: Yeah. Uh, we got a lot more positive outlook personally on this month just because of it. it it's not like never, went absolutely terribly. It's just, it was a down month and I want to. This is a big month in terms of uh, decisions. I I got the semester wrapping up and everything, and then we start studying for the CPA and shit. And like, it's really, it's gonna heat up here soon, and it's just getting all the ducks in a row. Uh, But I'm looking forward to it personally. I don't know, how about you?
0: Um, Yeah, I'm just ready for December, bro. I'm ready for the new year. Um, Keep keep grinding everything out in the gym. Uh, Work is starting to come relatively wouldn't say easy but i'll say that uh i have like a rhythm now so that's nice to have and then um <laughs> i've been with my team a couple weeks now and you know they work great um so it's been it's been a good a good time for that at least um but yeah a little shout out here he probably doesn't listen to his podcast maybe he'll stumble upon it one day but big shout out to our boy ulysses cardoso for locking up that big boy job, huge shout, out. Um, huge shout out to my guy. I wanted to talk about him real quick just because uh, obviously he's the roommate last year, me and him ran the basement of the white house. And so, um, yeah, huge shout out to him. A ton of people probably had no clue what that kid was capable of when he came, showed up to, to our, uh, to our frat house, our freshman year. And uh, he turned into one of the kids who, really prove people wrong so huge shout out to my guy yuli
1: yeah man it's one of those things where you watch you watch time develop uh someone and it, it, it it's just so awesome to see you know you see those like transformation type deals whether it's in business or like fitness online and stuff and that's cool when you see someone close to you do something like that uh it's pretty special
0: super special um
1: and uh it it's what it's what you hope everybody can do. You know? And exactly. it, it's kind of made me reflect on myself too that like uh while you know everything's green on the outside, it it can always be better. You can always go for more.
0: 100%. Um so piggybacking off that, um there's a huge trial going on right now and I know me and Shiv briefly talked about it. Um but it's this Jeffrey Epstein's mistress, whatever the hell she was. Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, the socialite, uh, very high up, very elite personality. She's on trial for the crimes of sex trafficking, um, and assisting Jeffrey Epstein and pedophilia. Um, Shiv, me and Shiv were talking about this the other day and he basically said that he wasn't shocked by any of this at all, but I was just shocked by how high, by how extensive the list of people was. Um whether tell you, you want I did
1: look at that list after you said and I was uh, raised a, raised a couple of eyebrows and dude, it's my, like like wow, this is yeah
0: I mean like that that was my whole thing, right like seeing the amount of people who are so prominent connected to this guy, even if it was just as like a business partner or oh yeah, I shook his hand at a at a you know whatever a meeting, a conference, whatever whatever the case may be, dude like his flight log, was fucking wild. Like, the people he had taken to his island. um, And again, like, that's where most of, I think, his, like, sex trafficking, pedophilia, weird-ass shit happened. So seeing that shit and, like, people like Chris Tucker on that list, people um, people like, I mean, Kevin Spacey, knowing what we know now, that one's kind of fucking obvious. But Bill Clinton's been on that list. He's been on the flight log many times. Prince Andrew's been on the flight log many times. I mean, these are like legitimate. That guy is not people. surprising. Prince That's Andrew, come back, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But is that yeah. it, huh? question? Question is that Princess Diana's uh,
1: husband? No, so Prince Andrew is. Uh, let me make sure. Uh, his exact relation: he is the third child and second son of Queen. Elizabeth. Okay, yeah, it's a uh, Queen Elizabeth's uh, son. Uh, so that would be uh well te- Diana Diana was married to uh shit uh oh, Charles right so uh no that that they're like in-laws essentially uh between Diana and Andrew
0: dude that's i oh, mean
1: what the fuck but yeah but it, and, it, Prince Andrew's like born into the royalty right like which is yes which is it's, big. it's that's crazy like crazy it, i mean uh, someone it, it makes like foul shit like that in a in a position that they come from like that's just i don't know
0: i mean bro like for me it's like if all these people know each other all these people hang out and all these people are doing fucked up shit like what does that tell you about the state of like our country the world like these people are running everything they run mm-hmm. literally everything that happens so like for people to think that it's a old oh, big utopia and all one big happy family and like that we're ever going to get to this perfect, you know, utopian society, you are so fucking wrong. And in over your head, you have no idea. Like these are prominent figures who people trust. Like Bill Clinton was elected president of the United States, right? Like these are guys that people put their foot behind and are like, yes, I'm going to support you till the very end. You're my leader. Like and it's crazy to me how all these people are just going to get away with this probably at the end of the day because they're so powerful. There's nothing they can really do to stop them.
1: Well, they they got Epstein before anything could happen, and I mean this trial. It, it, nothing to take away from the victims of, of of the the specific victims of of the trial, but um, this is a this is a this trial means more than than just handing down sentences uh, and guilty and not guilty. This is a discovery of everything else that's going on. And you're right. We're not going to find out the truth at all. Uh, it's widely evident that, I mean, you've mentioned this to me privately before, that the media coverage of it went down really fast after it came out. And um, that's also partially why I kind of forgot about it too, because I heard about it. And then all of a sudden, uh, it was kind of gone. And it, that's probably for a reason. I mean, these billionaires are, are close. But I think this whole thing of like, I can't believe these people are on this list, blah, blah, blah. Uh, in terms of that flight list, is that that flight list just to the private island or has or have traveled on his plane before?
0: Um, that's a good question. So I'm not too sure. My assumption is it's anyone who's been on his plane, which is still okay. a red flag. but
1: but see that's the thing that's the thing if you said that that's just to the island now we got a huge red flag but if we're talking about his plane you gotta look at look at this for for just a second right he's he's a he's a billionaire who runs multiple businesses besides the fact he's running an underground sex ring it's very plausible that there are people who go on his plane to discuss purely business and business only right and and even if it's a a non-business trip and it's a they're going – uh they go to Vegas, you know, uh, to, to go gamble for a little bit or they go to uh, some meeting in, in California, right? These people are all going to be there at the same time. Uh, the association uh, does raise a red flag, like you said, but we can't just start assuming that every single one of these guys on this list is all of a sudden part of this because, I mean, we can – we have a pretty good idea of who, who, who has gone to that island. But, like – I mean I don't know but guys like Chris Tucker I wouldn't I don't I just I don't see Chris Tucker being that type of guy but I mean you never know I we'll never find out that's my that's my problem is we're just never going to know
0: here let me cut co- for I'll cover that in two parts the first one I'll take care of is Chris Tucker here's the problem with the Chris Tucker statement you just made the flight that he was on on the Epstein flight Included Kevin Spacey and Bill Clinton.
1: Oh, shit.
0: So, oh, so, man. So, that is a
1: star-studded cast that's of a, bad people. That's
0: a star-studded cast of horny little bastards. And the one thing I'll say about that cast, too, is that cast was confirmed to go to the island. Of so course, yeah. So Chris Tucker's a scumbag. Oh, Let's man. just put that out there. Number two, though, you you kind of mentioned um, in that – um, last... Dude, you
1: ruined Rush Hour for me, man. <laughs>
0: rush... rush Hour,
1: I love Rush Hour.
0: Rush Hour is a great, great cinema. But I'm sorry I fucked it up for you, but you better not tell me Jackie it. Chan is on there. <laughs> no, 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 no. Jackie Chan's chilling in a dojo somewhere. Yeah, fucking... Jackie Chan's chilling, chilling he... in California. He's chill, he's chilling, he's chilling. But what I will say is, I know how you're saying like we can't assume guilt by association because we don't know where everyone on these flight logs were actually going and what they were doing. But here's my problem though. You can say that, right? And that makes sense. But if you are a person of somewhat prominence and power, and the fact that you have this guy as even a business connection shows that you're not too good and your judgment of character isn't too good.
1: But what if like, it was for something pure, like not had nothing to do with this illegal sex ring, but it was purely business? I mean, this guy's a billionaire. It's not like he hasn't had legitimate businesses, and it would be plausible that he has deals with people for those businesses that have nothing to do with the fact that he's running an underground sex ring.
0: I, I mean, I, I, my whole problem with that, though, is the amount of famous people, prominent people, politicians, celebrities, whatever the case may be, that, like, we're in on this sex ring, we're in and knowing about this. Oh, it's too many. It, it just, it, it kind of... It's like similar with the Harvey Weinstein thing. Like anyone who knew him knew what was going on, but they just refused. They, they chose to ignore it because he was a prominent figure and he basically ran half of the Hollywood industry. He ran
1: Hollywood. <laughs> that's why. That's Exactly.
0: Yeah. So like that's my whole thing. It's like you I, – I just think it's kind of stupid to assume that like these people who are associated with them, even if it was only for business, like didn't really know what was going on. Because oh, you know, oh, like, that's what
1: you're saying. Yeah, yeah everybody knew. I bet that, all those billionaires knew. They all that's knew. what I'm saying.
0: So like, but if they all knew, then they're all part of the problem too, because they didn't say anything about it. I, I
1: mean, that's the, yeah, that's not wrong.
0: So uh, like, I, I guess my whole point is, I just want more accountability for everybody involved in this. But like, that's
1: great. That's great. That's great to say though. But you put you like, let's say you're you're a billionaire that has found your way. And you figured out what's going on with Epstein before all this happened. You kind of, yeah, like you could bring attention to it, but you're putting yourself in the crosshairs of some really powerful people. Mind you, let's say you wanted to take this ring down. It's not like you're just going up against Jeffrey Epstein, you're going up against every one of those other guys, number one, that know, and number two, that are part of it. That's the bigger deal, that are actually part of it, that have engaged in it. Yeah, Um, and we're talking some of the most powerful people on Earth. You will be wiped off the face of this planet. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, if they want you gone, you'll be gone. And that's not like a conspiracy theory. That's just a fact. (laughs) That's just a fact. These guys, these guys run half the Earth. You know, I'm I'm laughing
0: because it's just so fucked. (laughs) It's
1: this world is fucked up, man. It's really fucked up.
0: And that caps an excellent November podcast, ladies and gentlemen. No, yeah, but right? seriously, I'm, I'm reading this article right now, and, like, this is one of the funniest things. So even people who have, like, denied um, any, like, sexual thing, anything sexual with any, like, the underage girls or any involvement in sex trafficking. But they
1: didn't deny the underage
0: girls? Well, no. So listen, so the, the, the caption of this is <laughs> – What? What do you mean? Like – I'm saying, I'm saying, like
1: that. No, I know what you're saying, but like, it's just funny that they're like, "Oh, we never did anything with them." I'm like, "What? What do you? Wait, 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 hold on. What do you mean with like? So you're saying they're there, right?" (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, right. Okay, I get it now. Sorry, it took a second. But um, this says Bill Gates, the world' richest man, needs funding from Jeffrey Epstein, right? Right. So like, think about. So like, think about that. Like again, these are these. It's not like these people need Jeffrey Epstein. All these people in his flight logs are pretty prominent. They have their own fucking money. They don't need to be doing business with him if they really don't think he's a good person. Right? So, like, clearly, to me, like, I I just don't understand how, I don't know. It just seems way dog, But,
1: dog, but, dog, you don't become a billionaire unless there's only one color that you see. And you know that. Right. It's
0: great.
1: Okay. Fair. And people do really, really dumb, stupid, vile, inhumane things like this. And they find themselves in situations that we are in now. But uh, the my biggest problem with the whole thing is he got capped. Like, he got capped. Mind you, that facility he was in in Manhattan was not – already had problems. However, he was in the most secure part. He had two 24-7 guards along with other guards. <laughs> and he's gone. And he's gone. Uh, so, you know, and I'm not saying – in any means, uh, that Ghale Maxwell is, is, like, shouldn't be to blame or anything. she definitely is part of this. And she's definitely, you know, uh, sure, innocent until proven guilty, but I'm pretty sure I know where this is going to end. Oh, for uh, sure. Unless we get like an OJ verdict here, I, 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 I don't see it going any other way but guilty. But, yeah. uh, even with her, she can, there's, there's ways her and her lawyers can basically try and, Cover it all up, and it's not like the billionaires aren't trying their hardest too to cover it up.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think what's going to happen
1: here, I think
0: she will get prison time, and
1: then everyone's going to forget about everyone else who was involved,
0: and that'll be that. I literally think that's literally yeah, what's going to happen. I, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, so unfortunate,
1: unfortunate, unfortunate, unfor-
0: very unfortunate. But I guess that's just how the cookie crumbles in the elite uh society. Um Moving on from that fucking topic. Um, back to the depression, eh? Here we go. Back to the... <laughs> uh, how, so how's the Dirty D, man? Tell me about DeKalb. Uh, Same as always. It's awful. It's, <laughs> uh, I want to leave. I want to get out of here. You and my man Vapor made the uh, big screen, though. Dude, that's funny. How, that was how's, really funny. How's NIU's basketball team?
1: Uh, no clue. We just went because we finished a project, and... We that same probably I was showing you earlier on on all that crime data, which is uh man uh, Chicago is fucked up. It, it is fucked. Is, uh, like really really bad. But uh besides that, we were like yeah let's uh let's go to this game. Uh there's a there's a home game. There's not gonna have another one until we get back really. So we we're like yeah hey, might as well go and uh, we went and uh, yeah they won they covered so let's go. <laughs>
0: Do they have anybody that stood out to you? Who was their leading scorer?
1: Number one. I don't even know his name.
0: <laughs> no more Eugene German.
1: Unfortunately, no, he was a stud, man. They would have made that tournament if it wasn't for COVID. Right?
0: They had a chance. So basically they had to win the Mac tournament, yes, to make it to the to the uh The March Madness. Well, in my mind, they would have like, listen, they were that team was
1: that team was good in the
0: Mac, man. The team was great in the Mac and they they were the hottest team in the Mac going in. I think they were on like a seven or eight game win streak. Um, And they had so they were already going to make it to the Mac, um, the Mac playoffs. They just had to win three games to get in. Um, And I remember the two matchups that they would have had to get to the championship game. Or easy wins. Um, the only one we can't say about is that match championship game. But still, man, that would have been incredible. To our junior year to have our formal probably land like right on March Madness when they're playing would be like just nuts. It would have been crazy. But COVID stripped us of everything. So uh, that's memories that will that we have that will um, never happen.
1: Yeah. Uh, the the one thing I found funny is that. I I mean I don't watch the news but obviously I was at home and the news is always on and uh, I, the omicron variant thing kept popping up. Oh, and I this looked at it shit. I was like, "Oh, here we go again." I'm like, "I'm not I'm not hearing it. I don't want to hear it, you know? No. We're done. We're all done." Like, and the thing is though is you watch the news and they're like This is the worst thing. Like it could be worse than Delta. We don't know. It's rapidly spreading. Uh, Biggest cases here in the United States. We shut down travel between here and Southern Africa. Uh, Here's, here's a bunch of pictures of people who can't get out. Here's a bunch of pictures of people who barely got out. Like I'm like, can we just wait and, and gather, you know, some facts here first before we start, you know, uh, freaking out again, because, we're not doing this again. Um, no, we no. can't do this again. It it it's changed the world, and and I think we're getting to the point now. Pounding effect of the the social aspect of it, where people are limited, is it's coming to fruition now. I think because I'm noticing, I'm noticing a lot more people choosing still to stay in, than go out, across. Mm-hmm. Like all boards, whether it's you know here in Decal or even back home, uh, it it it's become a it's become a weird so, social problem where people are getting a lot more you know social anxiety. That was kind of like a a a subset of the population, but now I think there's a good amount of people that you know have major social anxiety now. They haven't gone out in two years.
0: You know, it's funny you mentioned that. I was watching the Joe Rogan uh, podcast. He had Ben Shapiro on. And before I say anything on Shapiro, I don't agree with everything he says, but he said something that was like actually pretty powerful to me. And he said that when the pandemic first started, he was talking to one of his uh, buddies and his buddy said, oh, people, are gonna, people aren't going to stand for this. In three, if, if they lock people up in their homes for three months, uh, we're, they're going to be riding on the streets. They, they won't stand for this. And then Shapiro says three months passed and people were like, wait, I, I kind of like sitting at home. And chilling in my bubble and not doing anything and not meeting people. And so um, it's just, it's crazy how quick that button flipped because people are kind of okay with it. And there's, I, I even know some people who have like said, oh, I wouldn't mind like going back into, you know, quarantine. Like it, it was nice being at home. Like I, I've literally heard people say that. And for me, that's, I I don't think that's a good thing, right? I like being out. I like socializing, but.
1: Fucking ridiculous if you want but, to go back to quarantine. that. But ridiculous. that's what I'm saying. But, like,
0: there's people who literally, like, think that. So it's crazy to me how much I think the U.S. really has changed since 2020 because it's changed a lot.
1: I mean, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I completely agree. And I've heard that same thing, too. It's like, oh, yeah, I mean, I'd rather just stay. And I'm not saying, you know, if you're an introvert or anything like that, this isn't. This is a knock against that, but I'm talking the a, a profound effect of COVID. I know the same people that would have gone out today if that never happened. But yeah, I'm like you, man. I want to go out, I want to meet people. You know, yeah. I, I cooped up in my house too long, especially the fact that I stare at a screen all day. You know, I want to, I want to get out there. Uh, but uh, I, personally, I feel that, you know, yeah, we keep saying like, oh, it, it, we just can't go on too much longer. It's going to be riots in the streets. Uh, <laughs> if they make you scared enough. You will stay in your house because I remember a year ago, year and a half ago, people were scared shitless just to leave the house, mm-hmm. just to go for a walk, just to go for a run or get mm-hmm. some exercise or anything involving mm-hmm. going outside. People were scared. And I think we got to change the damn narrative, man. Like 100 percent. The news sucks. I really the hate the news. Can you I ask butter- you Yeah, go ahead. Let me
0: ask you a question about the news. Do they not have anything else to talk about?
1: That's what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying. It's either somebody got murdered, uh, somebody uh, got robbed or died, or a new COVID case, uh, or or something bad about the economy.
0: But, like, surely there's something else to talk about. Like, I just don't understand. It's full-time, 24-7 coverage about COVID. And honestly, I haven't met many people – who are still, like, tracking to every single new variant and really caring about every – like, I, I don't know many people like that. I could be wrong. Obviously, we're in the younger, younger def- demographic. Most of my friends stopped caring about COVID a year ago. But, like, I, I just don't – I don't get it. I just don't understand.
1: Yeah. I mean, the one thing, too, with, with, with the – the thing with COVID is is because it's fear-driven – uh, there's gonna be more views uh i'm gonna watch that over people are gonna watch that on in terms of news than rather if it, if it was just an hour of great deeds the society has done today you know <laughs> uh I, after after one or two uh people donating money to a food bank or whatever it's kind of boring um but yeah man i, I it w- in terms of the the covid thing I, i'm pretty interested to see if in terms of like the vaccine development and stuff that how, uh, if it actually works uh, long-term, you know, cause there's still questions about that. I mean, I'm fully vaccinated and everything we've been over the vaccine a lot before, but I'm very curious now. I'm very, very curious now because I've spent a lot of time listening to people who it's not anti-vax. They're not anti-vax, right? In mm-hmm. terms of anti-vax means that you don't like any vaccines and you're probably sick with something, not COVID, you know, mm-hmm. anti-vax, anti-vax are weirdos, but I'm saying people are very apprehensive about it because there's no data on it. And I think that, you know, before I was like, just get, just get the thing, just get the thing. and It'll be over with. Now I'm really, now we're here where I'm still wearing a mask every day inside. Uh, I'm still, at, there's still all these COVID protocols that were supposed to go away. You know, I'd said, oh, this is stage five. Once we get to stage five. Uh, we'll, we'll be we'll be all good we'll be all good indoors no masks you know right? it's funny
0: no one's talking about the stages anymore either yeah, no what happened to my stages
1: where are we yeah, at in the uh, stages where, where are my
0: <laughs> you remember back in like July of uh, stage four. oh stage Oh, stage like, three we're like finally we're in stage four like we could go out to the bars like we're fucking 21 let's go like stage four is here and then after kind of we turned 21 like the stages has disappeared and like no one talked about the stages anymore So it's just, it's so funny to me. It's
1: it's the thing. It's funny though, right? Like we're being manipulated every day, every single goddamn day. And it just sucks that a good portion of the population is going to forever remain scared. And I understand if you have a a immune disease or, or, you know, for a fact that, uh, if you contracted COVID, that it would be a a much harder battle than most. I get that, but I'm talking about the normal everyday people that, are so fearful of this that it their lives them. are forever... It cripples them. Their lives are forever changed. Mm-hmm. You see that South Park uh, episode?
0: No, I actually don't watch South Park. I'm not a big South Park guy.
1: Really? Well, they, what they did is called the, the post-pandemic thing and it's 40 years in the future and the pandemic still exists. <laughs> uh, and Cartman becomes a rabbi. That is... it's Dude, that's so funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, and like... Is it, and it, 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 you know South Park is a, is it's just a satire the entire time of, right. of, of, of our current politics and I find it funny because I could but now I, if you asked me a year ago like hey are we still gonna be in like this type of deal in twenty years absolutely not yeah man at this point I could see I could see them saying oh it's not COVID this it's 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 this other thing now you right. know and and I'm not saying that. COVID's fake or anything like that. I had COVID. I know it's real. Trust me. It's very real. But it it the, the fear surrounding you, man, I'm just so done. I'm just so sick of it.
0: Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Like, I personally, once after I got COVID, I haven't really focused on it much since. Um, I've been perfectly fine and healthy. And I've been out in, like, environments with a lot of people. I've been to bars. I've been to social gatherings. Um, so, I don't know. It's just it's 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 so crazy to me that we're still talking about it two years later and nothing's really changed. And, you know, another thing, too, is I'm someone who I've stopped. I've stopped wearing my mask. I've stopped wearing my mask um, everywhere, basically. Yeah. And no one really says anything to me.
1: Uh, You know, it was a funny transition. Right. So when I got when I got back here in DeKalb, right. Uh, going to the gym going in gas stations and everything they were like put your mask on get your mask on wear your mask and over time people stop caring like I'll go to the gas station i'm running in the gas station two seconds I don't have a mask on um and they don't care they used to care it's the same it's the same person working the door same yeah. person they don't care anymore i go to the gym you know maybe my mask is down a little bit too much they don't care uh, I was at the NIU game. I didn't have no one had a mask on. Not a, no, no one. Like no. it wasn't just me. I'm not the type of guy. Listen, you come to me in your establishment. And you tell me put your mask on. No problem, sir. No problem, man. I will put my mask on. No arguments against that. I don't like wearing them, but I have no problem wearing them. But the everywhere people just don't care anymore.
0: People don't care. You know, it's funny. I haven't been told to wear a mask in probably like three months. And besides work, it's, it's the only place I'll wear it. But no one tells me to to put it on, and then you see people walking around with masks on their chin and shit. Like, why even mm-hmm. wear one? Mm-hmm. Why fucking wear one? There's no and I, point.
1: And so I, I, at Bar, at all at and all, and all campus property inside, you got to wear a mask, right? And and ninety nine percent of the time, I adhere to that. Everyone's wearing a mask. It just is what it is. But there'll be times where I I just genuinely I walk in the building. I'm a little I'm a little late. I'm rushing. I get upstairs. I get in the room, and um I don't have it on. And no one will say anything to me. No, professor won't say anything in the hallway. The, there's there's staff and, and everything. They see me without my mask on. I, mind you, I'm just running the class, and no one says anything. The only time and, and and in that specific instance, it was uh the person sitting next to me was like, oh hey, like you know you're, you're masking and I'm like, oh you know, I didn't even know. I've been in this building for ten minutes now. No one's no one's even made a <laughs> comment about it. Uh, it, it, it's and also too like yeah, think about it, right? You got to wear a mask at sporting event or indoors and stuff. And if you're eating, you don't need it on. So all of a sudden, I guess COVID just doesn't exist when you eat food. You know what I'm saying? You're at a restaurant, yeah, a restaurant, a packed restaurant. Yeah, they have social distancing and stuff. You're still indoors. You're still breathing the same air. Yeah. You know they they don't have that HIPAA filter. I care. It's not called it. It a HIPAA <laughs> filter. Whatever the hell that that filter's <laughs> called. You know that that cleans all the air like three, three times over. That I put. No one's got that. The bullshit yeah, Oh, now that I'm eating food, it's gone, you know? I just I don't know.
0: That that's the funniest part to me about the entire thing are the people who still force you to wear it when you walk in. But then once you're in, you're like, oh no, you can take it off. Like, you know how many bars still do that? We're like, oh mask up. Like the bouncer will be at the door, he'll be like, mask up. You put your mask on, then when you get in there, immediately there's, there's two hundred fucking people without standing, a mask on shoulder to shoulder without a mask. Makes, right. it's like, it's like what? What's the point of putting on? You oh, because you, you're woke and you want like the cops around you or whoever it is to, to well, see I, that you Well, I mean, as a on, business like,
1: owner, the type of, like the out the door thing, like yeah, have your mask on. You walk in. I don't, I don't really care. It's mostly for appearances. I guess, uh, but like
0: that. But at that point, you're already breaking the rules. Like now, right. you're just now, you're oh, just right. kind of now, you're just being a snake and breaking the rules. At least, at least break the rules and stand up for something. Like you don't have to just be a sheep and. Put it on when you walk in. Hey, speaking of breaking
1: rules, you see Antonio Brown got us uh, suspended three games. You
0: do You know, and Rodgers got one. I mean,
1: yeah.
0: the, the, like, um, the NFL, the one big problem I have with the NFL is how they come down on any of their rules and how they come down on their players just based off individual circumstance. Like, there's no uniform law for anything, anything at all. I think
1: three games is... Really, really harsh. Three really games, harsh. But you let Aaron Rodgers – like He didn't get suspended.
0: No. And he didn't get suspended. And he bashed the entire – he bashed the vaccine. He bashed everything.
1: But, but you like, know what? It's because AB is a problem, right? Oh, oh, AB causes a lot of trouble. He says a lot of things out loud. Like I was really angry, honestly, when I saw that this morning. I was really pissed off. Yeah. And it's not because I don't like Aaron. I was, oh, you have some against Aaron Rodgers. I got nothing against Aaron Rodgers. I'm just saying, like I get the circumstances are a little different. Uh, this is a situation where uh, allegedly, uh, AB got a, a basically a forged one from uh, his chef is the one who leaked it. Uh, mm-hmm. But and while Rodgers cited a health issue, but at the same time, like you mentioned, right? Rule broken. Rule broken. You yeah. know, let, let's put it all the same way. If it's one game, it's one game. If it's two games, it's two games. It's three games, three games, three games. Why isn't it even uh, across the board? You know, and, and I'm not the type of guy to immediately come out here and say, oh, you know, it's a racial thing. I'm not that guy at all. But no, I, th- I, I can't People... help but think, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I can't help but think
0: that you I was about you hit my point. Exactly. I was literally about to say, even if it's not a racial thing, which I don't think it really is. Right. It you're still giving the opportunity for someone to think that or someone to have that opinion because now it's out there, right? Plausibly.
1: Like, like too. Like, like right. plausibly have that opinion.
0: Right. Like, the, the black guy gets three games suspension, but the white guy does the same thing and doesn't get any. Like, it, it's just – it's out there. And, like, I'm not saying it's a thing, but if you're black right now, I'm sure you have that feeling somewhere inside of you. Like, that right? it's probably very vivid, so – I don't know. Like again, there's so many cases of this too though. Like this isn't the only case of the NFL doing this. Ray Rice literally beat his wife. There's video of it. What he get 2 games?
1: That was hilarious. I mean, he got not, 2 not games. Really, but yeah, 2 games. He, he
0: got 2 fucking games. And then Ezekiel Elliott, Yeah,
1: but that that Vikings year, guy made made Ray Rice just look like
0: nothing. Oh, no. I mean, both were terrible. I, like like Abuse is abuse, whatever. But like, but, still, like
1: two, two games, though. Like you're gonna give two games for that, and then like yeah, that's the thing, though. That was the last time the NFL re- gave a lax sentence on something like that. That's the last time, right? But still, we we have it on video. We Have it clear as cut in day, and you give two games that oh my god, you know, you know, oh my it's, god.
0: it's not funny at all, like it's not, but no, it's the, not. The,
1: but the fucking the, what we're laughing at is the NFL, the, and we're listen- not, trust me, we're not laughing at the crime, we're no. laughing at the NFL's response to how dude, stupid think- <laughs> they are at handing down rules,
0: dude. Let, think about it though, Roger Goodell watched that video, and yes. the, the, the funniest part is Roger Goodell watched that video. Sat there, was watching it, probably with a committee, and was staring at it for a solid second. Was probably quiet for a few minutes before he laid his verdict down.
1: And they all agreed and he, two games. He,
0: he looked up and said two games. Two games. That's what, that's what he said after seeing that woman get fucking jawed in a, in an elevator. Like, literally jawed and knocked out.
1: And, like, I, every time we watch a video like that, whether it's any athlete, just any type of video like that, it, it, personally, I get infuriated. Like, I get angry, you know? And, and and. I, I, like Ray Rice thing it happened years ago like it did like whatever but like what happened in that latest video with that guy from the Vikings I believe or was it the Jets
0: oh yes, uh, that was the worst thing I couldn't that was I the worst thing it. I've
1: seen I. it was honestly it's scar it's, I, it's bad
0: I'm not even gonna lie to you I watched I think like the first maybe 10 seconds of that video and I stopped watching it cause it was just that was the worst I've ever seen it was very bad
1: yeah but um, it, the nfl in general suck with rules even, they suck all with right rules. even all right let's go let's go non criminal offenses here for a second the the the, the stuff oh yeah what the fuck was that oh and four that, games so so brady gets proven basically not guilty essentially four games
0: mm-hmm. what
1: what wait what
0: and like, then and then to go off that you remember uh bounty gate bounty, bounty gate, gate. Gate, the Saints. They
1: suspended the guys for like a year, didn't they? Yeah.
0: Yeah, they they suspended Vilma, but uh Sean Payton got off the hook. Like Hey,
1: hey, hey he's a he's a he's a trooper. He's no, a No, trooper. <laughs> trooper.
0: Trooper my ass.
1: Like dude, he knew I know about what you're it. saying though. Right. Of course he did. But yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, and, hey, then, and
0: then and uh, then just this year another example that we completely forgot to mention, John fucking Gruden.
1: Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, no, not really. <laughs> what else can you do about that? They, they no, suspect. but
0: like, but my, my whole thing is John Gruden was the only guy out of the a hundred thousand emails that they served through that they found a problem with. Right? Like, come you're, on, you're
1: telling me. You're telling you're, me.
0: You're to, you're telling me the guy who was responding to John Gruden wasn't saying anything a little bit fishy. I, I, I,
1: when I saw that, I was like, "It's like you're telling me a shrimp fried this rice."
0: That's <laughs> exactly. That's like you me. know, like what. Yeah. Shit, that's like me texting you like, God, I fucking, I fucking hate this professor. Like she yeah. sucks. She could suck a cock. Like, <laughs> like she's horrible. And then you, you just saying, yep. lol, Right. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Oh, don't, don't say that. She's not that bad. And me just keep like, no, he was obviously responding fucking crazy stuff back. So you know? it's just it it's just whatever. It's the NFL that's how two hundred
1: thousand emails, like that's yeah. Um but to be fair, I, I can't think of many people stupid enough to write that type of stuff in an email. That's going to <laughs> to someone who currently is employed by the National Football League. Uh Dude,
0: even even as a in a guy in that position, you can't even text that stuff anymore. No, nothing like, write, nothing. Like, like, like that. nothing that. at nothing. all. Like Obviously, like I'm not saying you should say it in person. I, but, I'm not like, saying
1: you should say it at all, right? It's just but, you can't even no. But
0: you're like if you have that opinion or those are your views, like at least say it face to face so no one can like fact check you. Like once once it's in writing, you're fucked. You're done.
1: Well, I but I the only the part of that I do agree with is the fact that Goodell's a clown. Everything else that was that uh, crude and that, that was rough.
0: No, the crude stuff
1: was bad. That was bad, man. But uh Goodell, Goodell is a clown. Uh, he 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 didn't say clown though, um, but yeah, that was. Uh, I think Roger Goodell is one of the worst, one of the worst commissioners we've seen.
0: The worst like, commissioners.
1: You, you got a guy like uh, Silver, you know, man, for the players.
0: <laughs> you know what's funny too is he he just looks so funny to me.
1: He does. He looks looks like a goober. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's got the glasses and everything. (laughs) I'm like, what do you know about basketball, bro? I,
0: I swear Adam Silver was made in a lab. There's uh, no, way no he's Roger. Ready G- to
1: do. Rod- Adam Silver was made at lab. Roger Goodell was made at NASA or something. <laughs> he's a robot, dude. This guy's literally a robot.
0: He is a robot. Also, uh, funny
1: thing, too, the NFL walking back stuff, right? A few years ago, Goodell comes out and says, We want no partnerships with gambling. It'll ruin the game, blah, 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 blah. Guess who the NFL's partner with? DraftKings. DraftKings. Uh, oh, what happened? What a change of opinion here. What happened, Roger? Now that uh, proud sp- official sponsor. Of the NFL. With the NFL.
0: He saw the green, man. You said it earlier. That's literally all that happened. That's true. He saw all the green that was going to be associated with gambling in the NFL. And he was like, oh, another billion dollars to add to my revenue? I'll take it. Um, But, yeah, I think that was a good comeback, Pod. You got anything else, Shiv?
1: No, man. Uh, Cowboys game's starting in a little bit. so uh, Yeah,
0: yeah. That's that's the only reason we're, uh, we're, we got to mentally prepare for a letdown. Hope,
1: hopefully not, but that's what oh, it's you last... I just got uh, to pour a glass of whiskey, kick back, and see some action.
0: Right, we'll see some action.